Hey GearHeads, Corey here. I just wanted to take a few moments before we dive into this week's episode and let you know that this episode was recorded on February 29th, 2020, before many states and counties issued their shelter-in-place orders. The automotive shopping landscape has changed quite a bit since this episode was recorded. More dealerships than ever are offering excellent ways to shop and buy online with minimal, direct human interaction, as well as some exceptional offers like 0% interest and deferred payments. If you are currently interested in purchasing a car, please be safe and exercise caution whichever method you choose. Hey gearheads and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, excite us, or just need a bit of extra conversation. This week we're giving you some practical advice. What it's like uh, and what you should do when shopping for a new car. What are some of the best ways to shop for a new car? What best apps, platforms? and some pain points that we've learned the hard way throughout the years. As always, Garage Talk is a discussion about all things automotive that we truly want to hear back from you on. So we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hit us up on each and every one of those at GT Garage Talk. You can email us your thoughts and opinions, gtgaragetalk at gmail.com, or you can visit our website, gtgaragetalk.com. The form you fill out there, shoot us an email, and uh, we can put your show thoughts on air, you can give us direction, you can give us feedback, whatever the case may be. We absolutely love hearing from our listeners. And I think this one uh, will be a really good one for that feedback and discussion online. And that is uh, just, like I said, practical advice of buying a new vehicle or new to you vehicle. Uh, I've mentioned many a times I've started uh, my 2007 Silverado got me into a a really uh, tough situation where I've bought exclusively new since then with the exception of the most recent vehicle my wife and I purchased together uh, for our family which is helping break me of that habit that I've been in Uh, but Matt what what are some of your thoughts on uh, I know maybe a better question is uh, what are some ways in which you have found and purchased vehicles, uh, apps, websites? Uh, how do you car shop? Sure. Well, I am, uh, and my my mom and dad and mom and several of my friends can attest to the fact that I spend way too much time <laughs> car shopping. Um, I I love it. It's it's we have it's the a itch. Pastime. It's a it's a stress reliever. Yes. It's yes. I mean. I, I just enjoy doing it. I, I enjoy looking for those deals and those right. those hard to finds and things like that. Um, and so right now, the one that I use the most is Facebook Marketplace. Really, it's super simple to get in and search around with. I will say there are um, a couple of things about the app versus the online right. that that differ, and I actually prefer using it on my phone yeah. versus uh, on on the website itself. But uh, but Facebook Marketplace and that that seems to be the trend that the market is following. So um, to go way back, <laughs> I found my uh, my 1971 Volkswagen Super Beetle Tallulah after months and months and months of scouring 
the thrifty nickel. Oh my! The wow. classifieds for the thrifty nickel. Thrifty nickel. nickel. I, that's a name I haven't heard in years. I know. Well, and they went out of business just a <laughs> right. few years ago. Right. Um, for for those who don't know, the thrifty nickel in the East Texas area was a it was a classifieds. Oh um, newspaper uh, yeah. uh, that was posted every week, every Thursday, and and you could go in and get them at the gas stations and grocery stores and things like that. I actually live really close to and drive by every day on my way to work. Their last office. Yeah, yeah. So, wow, thrifty nickel. So I I would and and it was always right. I I was I was itching for Thursdays to get the new issue so that I could look through and see if there were any. Because they had it all broken down, right? right? They had SUV category, they had you know, vans, they had cars, they had trucks, they had, and then they had an antiques and classic cars yep. section. Yep. And so sometimes uh, they would have them in there alphabetically also. So you know you could go straight back to the Volkswagens in the uh, in the cars section, right. and sometimes there'd be some some older stuff in there. But for the most part, usually those old classic VWs were in the classic section. And, uh, and I finally found one, this, this 71 super beetle. Um, it was like an hour and a half South of town Yeah. and, um, and, uh, went to go look at it and ended up agreeing to purchase it. For um, $500 or something. You said? Well, actually that was the crazy thing. He had it listed, I think for 500 or $550. Yeah. And, um, and that was about what I had sold my honda xr80 for right and so i had i had that cash to to pay with play with and um i we my dad and i drove out there we looked at the car we agreed it was the one we wanted uh, to start the process of of the purchase and so i called him a couple of days later after dad and i had, had some time to really talk about it and i said um i'm, I'm interested in buying the car would you take and I, mind you, I'm 14 years old at the time, right? So my negotiating skills are in their infancy. Yes. Um, and and maybe I was a little spoiled after this first go around because when I offered him 400, he said, "You know what? How about 350?" Whoa. And yeah, whoa, I mean, totally the opposite <laughs> direction of what he should have gone. Wow. Uh, but I he was up, itching to get out from underneath uh, it, is what he was. Yes. And as I found out later, <laughs> a lot of the reasons why, right. but. Um, so that was, that was kind of my first experience with, uh, with car buying was through the magazine yeah. or the, the, the newspaper, the thrifty nickel. Right. Um, I have since, uh, spent a lot of time online looking at different dealerships, websites. Um, the, the big unfortunate part about the websites is usually by the time they have a car on the lot long enough for it to go on the website, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's more and or less clickbait uh, yeah. to get you so not then, only clicking on the website, but in, in, in the right, dealer. Right, because all of them now have these stupid little uh, IM things that come up. Yeah. And, you know, hi, we saw you're interested in such yes. and such yes. vehicle. How can we help you? Or, you know, whatever the case may be, a little computer-generated uh, clickbait, as you right. mentioned, uh, to get to get them to get your information. Well, they've even taken it a step further. Like um, – I've mentioned I've been looking for a truck and not super seriously because we're in a really good position where we don't need another vehicle. We don't need another car payment. Um, and I, all credit due to my wife uh, wisely keeping me from putting us in a situation we don't need to be in. Yeah. So thank you, Holly. Uh, 
it's been noted that I don't give her enough credit. So <laughs> all credit due to my wife. Thank you. I love you. Uh, but they've gotten to a point where like you can actually go through most of the car buying process purely online. Really? And they will offer special air quotes, special deals to online if shoppers online, yeah. that like, because you're not negotiating with a human, you're just putting your information in a form. Yeah. Uh, you, you're doing yourself a disservice. So I, I don't recommend those. I, I was playing with one uh, about a particular vehicle I was interested in. It was actually a trail boss Silverado that had been sitting on the lot for months. Um, but yeah, I, I highly discredit that online yeah. shopping form. Always do it in person. Oh yeah, definitely. I would I would completely agree with that. And and that leads us to another car buying option. You know, there's several um, websites and apps now that you right. can. There's an app for that. From start to finish, right. purchase a car and right. they'll deliver it to your doorway. Carvana being one of them. True Car. Um, What's what are some of the other ones on yeah. it? Vroom, yeah. Um, where Carvana's got the vending machines. Though. The Carva- <laughs> you you and, get a big coin and put it in an automobile <laughs> vending machine. I mean, That's really, just, what sort of instantaneous yeah. uh, society do we live in that we can just go to a vending machine for our next car? I yeah. Think I'm going to buy a car today? Let's see. I'll put some info in this app and get a coin and go. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. Like it just? Uh, I don't know. I I, I have. Uh, I have a bit of a disdain for the online purchasing well, process. So to that, and I, we, I could talk to him about coming on, but I've actually got a coworker who I noticed uh, he's got a GMC Canyon truck and the license plate frame says Carvana on it. And I was like, dude, you bought that from Carvana? Like, did you go to the vending machine or what? And he's like, no, I bought it all online. And I've looked at their app and their website uh, it, it's pretty cool. The, they let you know of dents, dings, scratches. Yeah. Uh, they've got a pretty comprehensive view of how they do their pictures and uh, fairly user-friendly. And he said he loved it. He said he'd never go back to buy them any other way. Wow. And uh, I didn't press him more on it, but you know, you and I are both nerds for the actual car shopping sure. and haggling and talking to a representative at the dealership. So, uh, I, I would never go purely online Yeah, at all. Um, but yeah. So. Well, and so like true car, um, it's, it's, they, they present it as this new idea of right. you get the true price of right. the vehicle without any haggling, without any, and I've, it's a fun I, part. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love the haggling portion of it. Right. That's, that's a whole part of the car buying process, but I see, you know, with, with this phone society that right. we live in these days, everyone's got a cell phone. Everyone's stuck in their cell phone. Oh, Nobody wants to talk in person anymore. Right. Nobody right. wants to deal with that confrontation. And so, yeah, there, there are car buying processes that have taken advantage of that and said, Absolutely. cool, you don't want to talk to anybody? Here you go. And you pay the price for it, too. And you pay the price for and it. And then you finance. So yeah. you're paying for it twice. Yeah. So my car buying history uh, mirrors yours a little bit. So, first car was a hand-me-down uh, from my grandparents uh, that my parents um, blessed me with, and I am very grateful for that car. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I've mentioned some of the problems it had, but I, I did love that car. It was my first taste of freedom. My next car, uh, after doing some more thought on it, I, I actually found that in the newspaper. 
like just the regular newspaper, not the thrifty nickel. Nice. Uh, but in a neighborhood very close to where I live now, actually. So funny how it comes all around. Oh yeah. Um, my next three vehicles, which were all brand new, actually my next four vehicles that I purchased were all for me. They were all brand new and they were all Chevrolets. Uh, all came uh, from a dealership and I found them one way, shape, form or another. Uh, Sarah Joe, my 2007 Silverado, uh, my manager, uh, I was working at a swimming pool store. My manager actually bought her one at uh, the Chevy house in Frankston, Texas. And uh, so she bought her. It was Daisy May. <laughs> I got her naming her her truck. So oh that, that was Daisy May. She was a white uh, Silverado crew cab. Pretty much the same truck I had, except she had the bench seat and cloth. I was more into luxury at the time, so I had leather buckets, but yeah. whatever. Uh, anyway, she found that. She loved it. And while we were there, like I helped her in her car buying process because, again, I loved the whole process of it. I helped her haggle and negotiate at other dealerships when she was looking. But while we were there, we came in contact with the number two in the dealership. Like uh, his name's not on the side of the dealership. He's the guy right underneath him, and like the sales manager or whatever. And uh, there was Sarah Joe sitting there on the lot. I remember taking a picture of her with my crummy cell phone camera uh, <laughs> weeks before I actually bought her. And I had decided to actually buy her when uh, my parents were out of town. They were running a President's Day. Was it President's Day special? No, it wasn't President's Day. What's in June? Because I bought her in June. Uh, some, it was Memorial Day. Memorial it was Day. The end of May, they extended the Memorial Day sale. And I talked my parents into co-signing for me because um, I had the money. I just didn't have the credit. And uh, they agreed to it and bought that car. Um, my next vehicle was the same family of dealerships, but in Jacksonville, Texas. Uh, I had been looking to get out of my gas guzzling V8. And so again, into another gas guzzling V8. <laughs> well, no, this one was, oh the no, Equinox, that's right. The that's mom right. car, the mom car, my Chevy Equinox, uh, found that one online through the basically General Motors website. They pointed okay. me to the d dealership that had one with all the options I wanted. And so I, again, went in person and haggled. Uh, the next one was I turned 25, uh -huh. and everyone knows, all, all guys know, that when you turn 25, your car insurance dips down sure does. And, because you become a better driver right then and there. And uh, I got a raise right at the same time, so it was a perfect storm of everything. <laughs> uh, my dream car is a Chevy Camaro, and that was the 45th anniversary year model for the car. And I drove by the tyler chevy dealership and saw it sitting there and i said you know what i'm just gonna go look at it <laughs> yeah looked in the window and they had me hook line and sinker not only was it an anniversary edition v8 so camaro ss but i looked in in the window and it was a manual transmission and to find a manual transmission car sitting on the lot yeah of a local dealership of my dream car in an anniversary like it, it was perfect like i said perfect storm of everything and uh, I learned a lot of things what not to do mm. when car buying with that one because it was my dream car. Uh, there was nothing stopping me. I even called coworkers while I was, <laughs> while I was test driving it. They let me have it overnight. They, 
they already had me hooked. Never accept the overnight <laughs> test drive if you don't intend on buying that exact car because yeah. they had me hook line and sinker. Uh, my eyes were bigger than my wallet. And uh, <laughs> I, I called a friend while driving the car that evening. I said, dude, talk me out of it. Talk me out of it. And he tried his best, but there was no talking me out of it. No. Nope. Um, and, and I had a number in mind. I was like, this is what I want the payments to be. And we agreed to that over the phone. They had me come in and sign paperwork. And mysteriously, that number had changed. But I was so ready to have that car. Like, I, I let my passions get the better of me. And I bought it solo. So uh, things I have learned from all the mistakes there is, especially if you're buying something that you're very passionate about, that you've wanted for a while, Bring someone to play good cop, bad cop with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely bring someone who can talk you down off that hill. And remember, like... Somebody who has no no skin in the game. Right. And remember the fact that uh, car manufacturers, in an effort to make lots of money, also make lots of cars. Yes, like, they do. It, it's not the only one. That's right. <laughs> uh, which is where my head was at that time because it was an anniversary edition and a V8 and a manual transmission. In my mind, it was the it only was one. It was the only one, yeah. Uh, because, it, like I said, it was fully loaded. It had the sunroof. had everything. So uh, that that purchasing experience by itself taught me everything that I know to share with all our listeners, all my yeah. friends. Bring someone with you. Absolutely. And uh, like you said, no skin in the game. So when that, that can be negative uh, and can truly play good cop, bad cop with you because that's when they start to haggle. They're like, oh, they got this person here pulling the reins back yeah uh I, i've got to sweeten the pot a little yeah so um that's the fun part of it so there's a couple of things you mentioned that i want to uh that i want to play on a little bit one is the fact that with your equinox you found it online right but you didn't buy it online right which you, i believe is how car shopping should be um same is true of our current uh jeep cherokee trailhawk right. i found it online but by no means did we buy it online we right. went and haggled in person Exactly. And uh, that's how the internet should be used when it comes to buying vehicles is it, it should be the starting point. You alluded to the fact that truly des mass desirable cars, uh, it'll be hard. You'll be hard pressed when they finally get the pictures and everything loaded to their website. Right. It's still being there, especially if it's a really good find. Yeah. Which uh, on our Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk, I... I Truly didn't expect it. It, it <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be gone. It was too good to be true. Right. Like, from what I knew, and I researched it more after I got the wife's blessing that she would be <laughs> interested in that car. Because I thought it was too, like, manly, macho. Plus, car color was important to her. And yeah. It, it, it's an odd blue-gray color. Yeah. Uh, I truly like it. They've dis since discontinued the color. Uh, but uh, color was important to her. And... Again, I thought it was going to be too manly and macho and she'd shoot me down immediately. But uh, when she expressed interest, I, I, I took it and ran with it. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. One of the other things you mentioned, uh, too, with the car buying process, you know, having somebody with you who can right. talk you down off of the cliff kind of a, uh, kind right. of a thing um, is once you're at the dealership, um, and, and this is probably some good advice for anybody buying a car. Once you're at the dealership, the last thing the dealer wants you to do is leave Absolutely. in your own car. 
And, and that's absolutely what you should do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless you are, you have already done all your research, you know what you want to spend, right. you know everything about the vehicle that you're going to look at, you are w- willing and ready to buy the car that day. Don't buy it that not, day. <laughs> if you are not 100%, walk away. Right. Sleep always, on it. Always, always, always walk away. Um, and, and that's another area where I broke my own rules. I did not, I left in that car <laughs> and it was mine from that point on. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. So, you know, I, um, Corey and I both, we, we like to go haggle. We like to go, you know, pick the dealer's brains. We like to go spend time at the dealership. Right. Absolutely. And, and so we'll do that just for the fun of going and, and, and every once in a while getting a free test ride kind right. of a thing. Right. 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 Um, but to say I drove this. Yeah, but r- really, truly, you do not have to buy that car that day. Right. You don't. Um, the dealer will make you think um, that you absolutely do, but when it comes down to it, you drove there, right? Yeah. So The bad ones will even like pony up a story. Oh, well, we had someone looking into this yesterday, and they were pretty serious. So, but uh, And, and that, goes, that goes back to what you said a minute yeah. ago. There's a thousand of them. Yeah. There, there are tricks to the trade. And I actually, uh, so <laughs> I take my car to a dealership to get the oil changed for many reasons. One, proximity to work. Two, they have a shuttle that can take me to work. And again, they're working on it while I'm at working. my nine to five yeah. job. And my weekend is my weekend. And um, so while I am there waiting for the shuttle ride or whatever, I always walk to the other side of the dealership where all the new cars are and drool over and sit in and play with and yeah. turn the knobs and look at this, look at that, read the window sticker. Uh, the last time I was there, I actually spent quite a bit of time talking to one of the salesmen about what they do. On, it was a rainy ish day. Uh, it was a Friday, uh, middle of the day. I had actually taken the day off, uh, from work and, uh, was, getting some stuff done that needed to get done and uh, spent a good portion of the, the morning talking to him about how they drum up business, how the, how that particular dealership views online sales and uh, their online presence and things of that nature. So it would be fun. Uh, he, he expressed interest. Uh, we were still in the conceptual stages for our podcast. And uh, I said, would y'all ever be interested in partnering with us? And uh, they expressed interest. I won't name them because nothing is final. Nothing right. is set in stone. But uh, he he said that it, it would be a possibility. So it would be interesting to get the point of view on the other side of the table. Sure. Uh, because they've got sales goals that they have to hit. They've oh, got yeah. quotas they've got to hit. They uh, in, in the commission world, you know, they're trying to feed their families too. So um, we don't want to paint auto dealers as this – necessary evil but at the same time like truly stop and realize that this is one of the biggest investments you're going to make uh do it right do do your homework and yeah. uh don't don't rush into anything potentially tens of thousands of yes. dollars worth of agreement that you make so <laughs> uh i was talking to my parents about uh at the time of this recording uh, we have two episodes out live for everyone to hear and at that point at the time i was talking with my parents only one episode was out and so we were talking about kind of our family car history and where we've been and uh in one of our previous episodes i, I mentioned that we had a uh, oldsmobile station wagon growing up and they said do you know what the interest rate was on that station wagon when we bought it oh no 
care to guess, Matt? Oh, uh, about when did they buy it? So it, maybe 89, 90, 91, something like that, because I, I, I have memory, and I was right. born in 86. So. Okay, so I'm going to say... I think it was an 88 station wagon, to be honest. Okay. So that would have been, so late 80s, early 90s was when the, the economy really took that big yeah. hit, yeah. crunch, yeah. crash right there. I'm going to say, so it's either going to be really stupid low or really stupid high. Yep. I'm going to lean on the high side and say it was like 11.5% interest. 14. 14%. 14% interest. <laughs> My dad joked that they bought that car twice. No kidding. O- over the years because, yeah, 14% interest. Wow. Nowadays, uh, like car companies are so hungry for you to buy vehicles they're giving you zero percent interest which yeah. if you could find that deal absolutely explore it more but don't just jump right in yeah uh but yeah 14 percent interest on a vehicle my eyes got huge when he told me that i i oof, I, I can't fathom like i, I think we're paying two something 2.8 2.4 2.5 something like that on our jeep yeah and that's high yeah like so it, oh yeah, it, it's it's crazy the ebbs and flows of the market and uh, most of the what it takes to get into a vehicle. Most of the dealerships too, uh, like if you shorten up the term on what you're looking at, and, and I do this a lot when I'm building cars. Right. There's a threshold in there mm-hmm. where they'll they may not give you the discounts, right. but they'll they'll do that zero percent financing. So. So like at 60 months, it's 1.9%. At 72 per months, it's like 2.9 or 3.5%. Which, But then if you go the other way. 72 months. 72 months. Yeah, 72 <laughs> months. That's six years. Six years of paying for a vehicle. And, and my cruise, my current car, is the first and only vehicle I've actually had for that length of time. <laughs> we paid it off early. Uh, but, yeah, that that is... It has gotten insane, and it's because car prices are getting so high, and people are more concerned with the payment number than they are the the length of the term right? or the final price. And that's another very, very important point when you're car shopping. There are numbers that you absolutely need to get. That is the final sale price of the vehicle, the interest rate, and the monthly payment. Because if they're only telling you one of that, one of those things, they can hide other expenses, other fees in, like I said, the bad dealerships will do it. They, they will get your money one way, shape or form or another. Um, they had me hook, line and sinker with my Camaro. Like I said, I had a number in mind. I was not going above that. I ended up going above because when I showed up to sign the paperwork, they were like, Oh yeah, by the way, there's this. Right. Um, I won't say what dealership it was. I won't say what it was that they talked me into, but they talked me into it. And <laughs> they, they had me hook, line, and sinker. But those are the three numbers you really need is the sale price of the car, the interest rate, uh, and the term length. Because yeah. uh, I mean, there's there, there's dealers out there financing for 84 months. Yeah. Seven years. That's ridiculous. You should not be paying for a vehicle that long unless you plan on keeping it longer Forever. than that. Yeah. So, for the sake of argument, um, I, I looked up the average uh, miles per year, um, and this is U.S. Department of Transportation. This is their numbers. Uh, Americans now drive an average of 13,476 miles a year. Wow. That works out to be over a seven, or I'm sorry, over a six-year term. Oh. So, you finance a car. For 72 months. For 72 months. Um, 
13,500 miles a year is over 80,000 miles on that vehicle. Um, and that's the average amount of miles. Like right. I know for my wife and I, we bought the pilot two years ago. We've put over 40,000 miles on that car in two right. years. We've so, put several miles, many miles on the Jeep as well. We've gone to Houston and Dallas and my wife uh, travels for work all over the state. Yeah. So we, we've put several miles on that. I mean, we've taken it to Corpus Christi. That ain't no short drive. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you know anything about Texas, it's big. Yeah. And, uh, that's a long drive in itself. My uh, cruise was taking me to and from baseball games in Houston and in Arlington, and I was racking up miles on it early, but like I said, I put 12 miles a day on it now, and so uh, I'm at 74 and some change, I believe, on that, and it's a 2013 vehicle, so... yeah. Yeah. So you've slowed yours way That's down. on the low end, but on the Jeep, it's on the high end, so... Right. Yeah, we've, we've put over that average number on the jeep and under that so i'd say between our two cars that's probably about right so so a six-year term and again that's for for average if you buy a 25 or thirty thousand dollar vehicle let's for the sake of the argument thirty thousand dollars six years right your payment's going to be close to or over six hundred dollars a month pretty easily uh and that's that's with a decent amount down up front, things like that, decent interest rate, you're going to be around $600 a month. 80,000 miles over that six-year period on the average side of things, and now you have a vehicle that's worth... Next to nothing. Eight grand? (laughs) I mean... The depreciation on it. Uh, Anything anything over 100,000 miles, unless it's a pickup truck, and I'll... Add this, good luck finding a brand new pickup truck for less than $30,000. Right, right. <laughs> they, they don't exist. <laughs> um, so unless it's a pickup that hold their value for decades. Or a Wrangler. Or a Wrangler. Um, more than likely, you're going to be upside down upside down, or next to nothing by the time mm-hmm. you get it paid off uh, on the value. So it's, it's, yeah, like you said earlier, those those key numbers to consider um, the the length of the term. The interest rate on the term. Know yourself how much you plan on driving it because yeah, uh, do that math. Figure out when I pay it off, how many miles are going to be on it, and you can figure out basically where the market's going to be on that vehicle when you're looking to sell it too. Right. Uh, yeah. When I got rid of Sarah Joe, which I still to this day miss that 2007 Chevy Silverado. Uh, when I got rid of her, like the truck market was on. The, upswing like yeah. where we, i think we're in peak truck buying oh, season right now definitely. i mean uh as we drove here today gas was uh 203 i believe is wow. where gas prices were on regular and uh it, it lends to yes buy big trucks we're in east texas buy big trucks and uh so i, I regret getting rid of my truck when i did because <laughs> uh at that point in time uh, gas prices were four dollars a gallon and yeah. on the downward turn but again I, the financial situation i was in i bought that truck to do pool cleaning work which i wasn't doing anymore a, a lot of factors changed from when i bought it to when i got rid of it and um, so even when you're trading in a vehicle like uh, don't trust kelly blue book i, I see that as one of the big uh, misnomers of car shopping. Right. Everybody thinks their car is worth what Kelly Blue Book or some other car 
right. site tells them. And then you get to the dealer and they're like, your car's worth this. And it's thousands less. Yeah. Uh, well, do, and- do your research, know what it's worth, shop similar vehicles, similar options, see what they're going for out in the market, both yeah. at dealerships and by private sellers. And that'll give you a better value knowing what your car's worth going into the dealership. Yeah. Um, so true car, I think I mentioned at the beginning of the episode is right. kind of the one who's pushing this idea that they're the only ones, they're the inventors of no. knowing the worth of vehicles. No. Well, guess what? There's been several others along around for a long time. Right. NADA values um, tend to be, and it, it differs from region to region, but NADA values tend to be a little higher than Kelly Blue Book. Uh, Edmonds is another good one. Right. Um, they're they're kind of in the middle, but on the higher side of the values. Also, Kelly Blue Book. There's True Car, but also just getting on Facebook Marketplace or Auto Trader or things like that. Look for if if you've got it narrowed down, like like my wife did. She wanted a Honda Pilot, and I had an idea of what we could afford to spend. So I started looking for vehicles in that range right. of money and miles and model um and and really just kind of built this idea of what those cars were worth when they had that many miles on them based on the options that they had and the more of it you do the more vehicles you look for right the more knowledge about that vehicle you're going to have obviously and with both of us doing this as a uh, like we enjoy going car yeah. shopping like this is just innate knowledge for us yeah. like uh, we can tell you, uh, yeah, you overpaid for that, or wow, you got to steal on that. Exactly. Just like I said, when I found our Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk, I knew instantly it we was need a find. <laughs> we we need to explore this further because there ain't anything else like it on yeah. the market anywhere near us. And to this day, I still have not found anything that matches up to it. So we truly did get a steal on that. And that, like I said, that has kind of started my itch of breaking me from new car exclusively because right. man when you find that deal and that's it, it's addictive it's the thrill of the hunt right yes, it's, yes. You, so women looking for weeks clothes weeks. shopping guys car shopping exactly <laughs> not exclusively i understand but 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 it that's that's what it is i mean when you get to the point where you're saying okay the vehicle that i have is it's going to start falling apart. It's going to start needing more right. and more repairs. I'm really going to be better off if I go ahead and purchase something new. Or if you're, if you've never purchased a car before, maybe you're, you know, 15, 16, 17 right. years old right. and you really begin to um, explore that opportunity. Yeah. Um, really take the time to figure out first and foremost, what you're going to use the car for. Right. Right. The, the, the usefulness of it is going to far outweigh the funness of it. Most yeah. times, because yeah. it's not like um, the the pair of shoes that you bought, right? If they don't fit right, you just stick them in the closet until you forget that they didn't yeah. fit right. This is going to be something that you're in every day. Yep. And so it has to fit you right. It has to be comfortable. It has to be useful. It has to be the thing that you want it to be. So write down. Uh, make a make a note in your phone. Some non-negotiables. Some non-negotiables. Some things that you know that you have to have. If you have to be able to put six people in it, guess what? You're buying a third row SUV. Or a truck with a bench or, seat. Or a truck with a bench seat. Um, so, you know, there's, there's things like that that you need to establish even before you get on Google and start searching for right. a vehicle. 
Um, there's what things exactly that, is it that you want? Yes. And then narrow your search down from everything to three or four that you think you like. And then um, start looking at the price ranges. Okay. I can afford, maybe it is that monthly payment point that you want to be at. I can afford $326 a month, right? Budget it out down to the detail. Yeah. Um, my father-in-law uh, loves the story where he negotiated over 25 cents yeah. on a car payment. Hey, well, that's important. And when it came down to it, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this story, when it came down to it, the dealer told him, I tell you what, if you'll go ahead and sign for this car today, you can come by and get a free cup of coffee every week from the dealership. Nice. And he signed for it. That's that was that was his negotiation, but he refused. Nice. I mean, like they left the dealership for two or three days and hadn't talked with the dealer at all. And and he was yeah. I told you this is what I want to spend. Yep. You're still over this amount. I'm not gonna spend another cent more. So I won't say exactly what it was, but you've alluded to something that I've been through actual negotiation training. Uh, through my employer. So uh, there is something that you shared in that story uh, that was done that is taught and trained in negotiating training. And so I'm keeping that one to myself because if you want to have us come car shop with you, that is absolutely something that excites us and is fun for us. Yes. Uh, but uh, like I said, we're exploring ways to grow this channel and uh, to grow the content that we provide for you and uh, building this community. So uh, we are in works uh, with getting Patreon started up. We're uh, in works getting our Kickstarter up and funded so that we can be mobile, uh, not tied to our current uh, studio situation. And uh, we need your support as listeners. We need, uh, we need your help to grow this to be something bigger. And that is as simple as liking us on Facebook or following us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, all of those at GT Garage Shock. You can email us uh, your thoughts and opinions on how you can help us grow your show topics at gtgaragetalk at gmail.com. You could go to our website. There's uh, a form you could fill out there to start the conversation uh, between us, gtgaragetalk.com. But our question of the week is how do you purchase cars? How have you purchased cars? Are you looking for a car? Currently, right now, as we speak, has this episode helped you at all? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Uh, share all your car buying experiences with us. We can't wait to hear from you. Uh, next week, we've got a fun topic uh, that I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, we, we've danced all around it in previous episodes, but manual transmissions, that, that's going to be a fun one. Bring it on. Bring it on. So until next time, bye. Bye.